0: Welcome to the Two Top Podcast, the weekly podcast where we go over different topics in the world. I'm your host, Thomas Lance, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Berg. How's it going? You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to stay updated on the latest episodes. Now let's dive right into this week's episode of Two Top. Hey everyone, I'm Thomas. And I'm Matt. And we're back to Two Top. Uh different intro we're trying new stuff constantly changing constantly evolving we're like pokemon over here just reached level 16 i'm gonna be a charmeleon now Ooh, yeah fancy Fancy. did you play a lot of pokemon
1: not a lot but i did play of
0: course it's a childhood it's it's just something that happens it just happens to every child (laughs) Everybody everybody just plays a little bit of video games it's fine it's fine it's good for the soul it is good but you know it's not good for the soul tell me our first topic Uh Uh-oh. Something Um, bad? I was thinking tragedies. No, I wasn't thinking tragedies. That'd be really dark of me. But I was thinking about the world and what would happen if the world stopped. Not like life stopped, but the earth, the thing that spins in a rotation at a 1,000 miles per hour at the equator, what if it just stopped? Just stopped moving? I can't imagine. I don't know. I feel like everything would implode. Uh, Close. Let me explain what would happen, actually. Yeah, this is fascinating. My information comes from uh, NASA itself and a Vsauce video that I watched to find my information. Great source. Great source. Love, Michael. Great guy. So now let's start at second zero. The Earth hits the brakes and we stop. Stop dead in our tracks. (coughs) Now, since I said the Earth is moving at 1,000 miles per hour in uh, in a circle at the equator when it would stop everything would move that is not bedrock or solid earth a uh, thousand miles per hour in the air we would become human bullets in a sense as we flew across the world it would be not as bad at the equators only going 800 miles per hour but i mean it's still pretty bad you're f- you're flying at ridiculous speeds i guess we don't we don't know we're flying that fast Yeah, because it's like it's inertia. Like imagine uh, one thing that the Vsauce video said is imagine that you're turning in a car and you're making a left turn that lasts 365 days. But it's so slight that you can't tell that you're turning in a different direction. So, of course, you'll move. The houses will move. The cats will move. The dogs will move. The buildings, trees, cars, but also the water. Oh, the minute. Within minutes, all our coasts and most of the mainland would be flooded because of tsunamis that would be seventeen miles high. Would just flood the coasts because I mean the earth has stopped. Everything's moving and water is out to get ya, out to drown ya. This is sounding so far so terrible. So though, if it's you sur- if you survive, if you survive, you have something to live for. Uh, you're going to have a six-month-long day and a six-month-long winter because your days will be determined by your position around the sun instead of your ro- rotation. Now, isn't that wild? So, yeah, that, I can picture it. So instead of the Earth spinning and rotating,
1: it's just rotating. No, yeah. Your seasons become your days. Like the orbit of the Earth. Yes. stands, but the rotation is gone. So
0: people would probably go and move underground because another thing would happen. Because our rotation is gone, our magnetic field would actually stop and it would dissipate, which means we are susceptible uh, susceptible to evil radiation that will eat us alive and kill us. So we'd probably (laughs) live underground. We can't go on the surface. We'd have to wear protective clothing. And another funny thing that would happen is the Earth would flatten out. Currently, the Earth is kind of an... Uh, a, well it's a planetoid so it's not a perfect sphere it's actually elongated at the middle because since it's spinning so fast the middle of the earth is kind of pol- pulling outwards centripetal force yes the centripetal po- force is pulling it out now if it were to stop all the water would rush up to the poles and the earth would actually flatten back into a sphere because the centripetal force is gone and because of this you'd create a continent in the middle and the North Pole and the South Pole would be covered in water. Well, you just blowed my mind
1: by saying the Earth isn't a perfect sphere. I always thought gravity just forced all planetoids, right? Is that what you called it? Into a perfect sphere. But now I know it's not.
0: But it would be if there wasn't a rotation. It would be if there wasn't a rotation. Or it would be, yeah. It would be if there was a rotation. Yeah. So life's not looking too good. But... It's interesting because that's not that far-fetched. Now, the Earth instantly stopping is definitely something that's not going to happen It's for billions or trillions of years because that would incite an incident would have occurred to cause such an issue. But something interesting I found out is the Earth is slowing down. It started right in the birth of the Earth that days were like six hours long that that was the rotation of the earth.
1: And that was millions and millions of years ago.
0: Millions, right when the creation of the earth. Now, nowadays, we're actually still slowing down. Every thousand years, we have to add one second to our year because of the earth slowing down. And we have to add a second to catch up. So over time, eventually, the earth would stop spinning. And it would, well, it would just be a sphere sitting in the sky but by that time we would probably not be around and it's, because it's not instant you don't have
1: that object at rest stays at rest object in motion stays at motion type of catastrophic disaster yeah well just be a that's what causes so the before.
0: catastrophic disaster yeah. it's like currently right now where you are you're moving in space at a thousand miles per hour but it's because the earth's moving with you the room you're sitting in the chair you're in it's so big We're moving with the Earth because we're connected to the Earth. We're tangibly grabbed onto the Earth. Gravity. Because of gravity, yeah. So if that were to change, obviously we'd have some – we'd be flying and not in the good way. So the chance of survival (laughs) is zero. It's really low that if the Earth were to stop on a dime that we would just
1: all die. Can you think of anything that would – make the earth stop suddenly other than like an evil like Dr. Evil diabolical
0: <laughs> plot. Uh, I think I think I read that if another large meteor were to hit us on the opposite axis. Oh, okay. I don't think it would stop us instantly, it but it would definitely slow down the rotation of the Earth because an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by an opposite force. A giant rock flying through the sky is definitely That's an opposite. It's a giant form. force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting thing I heard is Uh, the time on Earth is always changing because of the tides. And you know how, like, when an ice skater, she spins and puts her arms out, she spins slower than when she pulls her arms in? Yeah. Now, what's also interesting is think of that with our tides, our water. The moon pulls the water out during high tide and low tide. So there's actually fluctuations based on where the water is. Water weighs a lot. But also... Even though it's on a microscopic scale, uh, scale, if you walk upstairs or if you walk further away from the core of the Earth, you're changing the mass of the Earth in a sense. So you're kind of, in very very small way, you're affecting how the Earth's spinning. Hey, that's a great point. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah, just a change of
1: elevation can change things, not drastically, very, very minuscule amounts, but
0: it, you you are changing it nonetheless. But that's why Earth's time fluctuates and that's why we're spinning slower and spinning is spinning in space. On a non-perfect spherical... Rock in the sky. Entity, yeah. Well, not in the sky, we're, we're on the Earth, so in space. Space, Flying yes. through space. But one final thing I wanna say is, I think the craziest thing I saw was that if we were to stop spinning over time, the moon would stop spinning and the moon would crash into Earth which is the like end-all, be-all like n- game over yeah. at that point. There's no point. No, not at all. Well, but we, got, we got some time, right? We got some time. We got tons of time. But hey, I mean, that's just... it's. It, don't worry, guys. You'll be fine. Just a crazy thought. It is a crazy thought to think about. And I think it's cool that NASA looked into it. I mean,
1: you can solve that type of thing. That's the brilliant part of equations, uh, physics... Physics equations can solve that type of thing. It's general physics properties that you're playing with right there. It's not like you can actually do a test of like the earth stopping. That would, you know, you can't do that. No, not quite. It won't really you work. The, out. You can do the math, you can get the research, and you can show the numbers to prove, like, oh, well, if there's that much force going at that speed, you know, according to physics laws, you know, the speed is or the,
0: the force is going to continue. It's cool stuff. I actually really enjoyed looking this up. And there's actually a lot of information out there if you guys want to find more. Just Google what would happen if the Earth stopped and you'll find some terrifying realities. I guarantee you'll find something on Google, something cool. Some cool infographic
1: animation. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably some cool animations of people going, you know, yeah. like, put the brakes on, people
0: fly. Yeah. I caught my computer. Nice. Don't drop that. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I have. Well,
1: it's funny you mentioned googling something because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about um
0: using search engines. Search engines. Do you mean uh
1: SEOs? SEOs. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what that stands
0: for? Uh, search. Uh, and search, en- S- search engine op- operation.
1: Optimization.
0: Search engine optimization. Right, because on our website, they asked if I wanted to do that and that was more money, so no. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, I'll get into that. And this is relevant to us, but
1: also relevant to uh, my big lecture hall class today, because on a midterm test we had, there was a multiple choice question that involved part A asking about SEOs and the individual's relationship to SEOs. And I was just thinking, this whole entire class of 200 people has probably 80% of them have no, have never heard of SEOs before.
0: Probably not. It was
1: supposed to, and the professor said, there's some questions. They're not meant to throw you off. Obviously, there was many questions meant to throw you off because we didn't talk about any of that. So I was like, all right, SEOs, I'm semi-familiar with them. I want to know how they actually work. and I want to explain to others just so everybody can understand its SEO relevance to their lives. Awesome. And it's especially relevant to our lives because we have a killer website. Yeah, we do. And, you know, there might be some ways, maybe shady ways, that we can alter our website's relevance when putting it on the platform of the internet. So first, let's get a basic rundown of what SEO is, search engine optimization. So... To begin, it stands for search engine optimization. In short, the definition is the process of affecting the visibility of a website or web page in a web search engine's unpaid results, often referred to as like a natural or organic earned result. Normally, the earlier or higher ranked on the search results page are more frequently um, frequently easily accessible, as they're at the top of the list. The, the more visitors that um, go to the site will receive, I'm sorry, let me start that over. Um, more frequently a site appears in the search results list, the more visitors it will receive from the search engine's users. These visitors can then be converted into customers. So essentially that principle is website traffic equals money.
0: Yeah, it, from what I got from that, I'm assuming long paragraph you wrote in your notes, that. SOE's pretty much their purpose is to create search results mm-hmm. and people go to the search results. Because it's right there. It's because easily accessible. Exactly. Not that people are lazy, it's just they're gonna like, go to the easiest thing. But who goes to the second page of Google?
1: Uh, yeah, you know how the at the bottom the goo with all the O's? Yeah. That's clever. No yeah. one really looks at that. No one no one goes past the first page. No, but there's a ton of pages. And you can see when Google says like this many results in this many seconds, you're like, okay, well I only care about the first 10 at, at most.
0: Do they need to show how many seconds it took? Honestly, like, not really. It's kind of a prestige type of thing. Cause it, it's never, like, engines, it's never like three seconds. It's always a fraction of a second. Yeah.
1: And like, I'll tell you in a minute, search engines are fighting for it. So um, just think of something you would search and what, what websites would appear first? I mean, obviously, you're getting, like, the big ones, like Facebook, any Google-related service, like YouTube. Right. Or, like, a, a LinkedIn is a big one for people. Um, can you think of any others? Uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia definitely is, huge, is, a, yeah.
0: is a big one if you search stuff. Um, Yahoo Answers yeah. Yeah. for stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And WikiHow.
1: If, <laughs> if you just think about it, they're all the or at least affiliate sites to the biggest companies out there that have the most real estate on the platform of the internet. Yeah, it's whoever it. got there first. Yeah, it's whoever got there first. So they kind of have that like um, precedence over everything. So SEO looks for a different kind of searches. There are many different searches, like there's image searching, video searching, academic searching, news, industry specific, vertical search engines. You know, there's like Google Scholar, that's Yeah, thing. that's what I was thinking. Um, but they're all search engines. So it's like an internet marketing strategy that's that's what it is but the basic idea behind it is it's like an invisible form of marketing it's a very competitive game to increase brand relevance that consumers don't they don't see they usually don't see any part of
0: no they, they try to keep it
1: hidden so sometimes there like i mentioned there might be some shady ways that we can increase the relevance sometimes a visitor of a website might come across something like invisible text on a web page that is only revealed when they like highlight their mouse over it Whereas they like make the text white on a white background. Does that do anything? It to... does because the words that they would put are anything, they're, they're typical keywords. Anything from like political words to social media to like celebrity gossip words. Like you could have Kardashian on your page. And if it's on your page, obviously it's going to be a little bit more relevant, you know?
0: Yeah, it will show up higher on the search results. It'll show
1: that. up just a l- that much higher. So you're going to pack all that into into one web page, you know, even if it's not relevant to the site's actual topic. So optimizing a website uh, more in a in a more like appropriate way rather than shady is actually editing its um, content HTML and associated coding to both increase its relevance to specific keywords, like I said, and to remove barriers to the indexing activities of search engines. So there's actually some handbooks out there, Google even has one, It's like a beginner guide to search engine optimization for actually web developers to read and see how what they should do. So there's many different things. And one of the biggest principles is something called metadata. And metadata is um, data that provides information about other data. So that could be like a title or a name.
0: It's also like if you scroll over an image... And you leave your mouse still for a while, like the little box that shows up, is that metadata? Yeah, it's a yeah. description of what it is. And normally
1: normally the more effective your metadata is, the higher your search result will be on a, on a search engine. And so people are trying to make the most descriptive but short titles and captions to categorize everything. So something, for example, we could do as for the two top website, that is the number two top podcast website, Um what is it? Number two, Number two podcast.com yeah.
0: You know it. Yes, I do know it. You correct my spelling on it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: clearly know it. <laughs> so the two top podcasts, what can we do? Well, there's something metadata is anything from making making like organized lists. So if we categorize everything on our website into like clean, neat web pages, that really boosts the significance in a, in a search engine. Because I mean just think about it the first results you're going to click on a Google page they're organized really well you would never see a poorly laid out website and it's and it's actual the coding is sorted out according to those titles so it's it's like pleasing to the algorithms that say Google or Yahoo or Bing use to find your website
0: okay that makes sense so that's
1: why you only come across like really well created websites so that's why our website's great because it's 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 simple and it has great titles and that's why I think it has high chances of getting high traffic.
0: Yeah. Well, they're using our metadata principles. Well, we should probably work on that because currently we have a problem that if you search to top, just the word to top, we don't really show up on the first page.
1: Well, we haven't been around that long either. That's another another factor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also the fact that the it's, but if you put, the number two top, we show up a lot sooner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But it's also because oh, yeah. the word two top can be used in a lot of different ways. You can say the two top officials of this committee were fired yesterday. Yeah, the two people that were the top. It's you know? a, yeah, yeah, it's a sentence, and that kind of takes away from the internet searchability of it. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah, we, we, it's we, a shame. It is a shame, but we'll work on it.
1: Another thing with metadata, um, have you seen like
0: website, not necessarily the URL. Sorry, guys, our recording cut out real quick. So you're saying about uh, HTML in the header? Of yes, the domain? So on the header
1: on a web page. Have you seen um, URLs that instead of saying uh, facebook.com forward slash post 92586Q, you see facebook.com forward slash matt-bergs-profile-picture? Have you seen anything yeah, like that that's yeah. more descriptive? Doing that alone increases relevance greatly. A lot of news sites do that. So when you click on a news article, if you look at the URL, instead of saying like a bunch of numbers and random letters, it's actually like the title of the article. And that that not only makes it easy for the the viewers to look at and say like, oh, it's this website. Um, with this article, it makes it easy for the algorithms of like Google, Yahoo, or Bing to pick it up and put those keywords into categories.
0: Ah, I didn't know it was so, so that's, complex. That's yeah. something
1: pretty new. Um, so I think looking forward, maybe we should get our hands on the um, the Google Starter Kit to SEO. Um, I know Squarespace wants you to pay for it, right?
0: Yeah, they want you. If you pay them, they'll personally go and change it up for you. So you're more optimized.
1: Obviously, if if you have casually a couple million dollars laying around, you could pay your web provider for that and you would be at the top of the results.
0: Top of results for like anything that is relatively close to your name.
1: And that's straightforward advertising right there, putting money into it.
0: But maybe we should look into it ourselves, see what we can get get out of it. Might as well, right? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Get the search up. Yeah, if we can do it for free. That's the idea. That's, That's the point. Free. Free.
0: Yeah. free is a big thing in my books.
1: <laughs> Same. The, the less, value.
0: The less money for the most value. Yeah. It's not cheap. It's, it's just not, being resourceful. It's not, but it's resourcefulness goes a long way, especially when you don't spend money because then you save money and then you're a happy man. And then when the world stops spinning. What are you going to do with money? What does money have? Exactly. What value does it have when the world stops spinning? Uh, Let's hope it doesn't do that anytime soon. Not at all. But I think that's it for this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not going to lose the world yet. It's going to keep on spinning. But you might be convinced by some sketchy metadata work that your SOE is sending you to a special site that's not our site.
1: That's completely not relevant.
0: Yeah, but you know, it's a relevant site. Two top, podcasts, number number two, two top podcast. That is the number two, toppodcast.com. Oh, man, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> but, yeah, go check it out always and tell your friends. Oh, and to anyone listening this far in the video, if you have left an iTunes review, thank you very much. If you have not left an iTunes review, please go do that. It really supports us because the more people who leave reviews, the more we show up on people's suggested And that means a lot to me and Bam. And me personally, yeah. yeah, It makes my heart feel warm. I love reviews. I read them all the time, all eight of them. So (laughs) We have nine or eight. uh, I don't know. We'll we'll check out through this. I think we lost one. Hey, and we still have those two top buttons that I bought for everyone. And if you write a review and send me a message on our email, I'll send you one. So, hey, go check it out. But I think that's it for this week, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you soon. On our Two Topics. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Roosevelt, and our outro music is created by our lovely host, Matt Berg. For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. We are a weekly produced podcast. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com. That's the number two, dot podcast, dot com. See you next week for another Two Topics.